Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, September 19th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Michigan State football head coach Mel Tucker has released a statement through his agent in which he asserts, I don't believe MSU plans to fire me because I admitted to an entirely consensual, private relationship with another adult who gave one presentation at MSU, at my behest, over two years ago. A cursory reading of the facts and timeline should cause any fair-minded person to conclude that other motives are at play. MSU knew about the information on which it supposedly relies to end my contract since at least March 2023. Yet only after Ms. Tracy and potentially others leaked the confidential investigation report to the press, did MSU suddenly decide this same information warrants termination. Tucker goes on to remark that, Tracy expressed consent to every facet of our relationship. I look forward to one day obtaining discovery against MSU, including the trustees and the athletic department, to see what they really knew and said about this matter, as well as their motives in handling the entire investigative process. Yale AD Vicky Chun tells the Boston Globe's Ethan Fuller that most alumni remain more interested in donating to the school's endowment or the athletic department than to NIL efforts. Chun said, I'm sure many alums are looking at the return on investment. And the millions that are being spent, I don't exactly see a ROI because I still see the same teams winning. And it puts mid-majors in a precarious position because they're trying to raise an enormous amount of money that would really benefit the programs versus going to a handful of student-athletes. Chun likes the idea of a collective that allows a student-athlete to aid philanthropic causes while earning an income, but, per Fuller, she would prefer donors support athletic programs instead of specific players. She also worries that collectives and their leaders, not the schools, control the money from donors. Chun said, it's very difficult, in terms of communication, when money is exchanging hands but you really don't have direct oversight over it. It's almost an AD's nightmare. Chun estimates that approximately 20% of Bulldog student-athletes are profiting from their NIL. Extra Points publisher Matt Brown says several immigration attorneys and experts believe employment status of Dartmouth men's basketball student-athletes would compromise international student-athletes' ability to remain in the U.S. on a student visa. Brown writes, those athletes may not be able to obtain other visas. I'm told that a college athlete would not be eligible for an H-1B visa. Furthermore, being recognized as employees comes with a separate set of pitfalls, as one Division I AD tells Brown, you want to be employees? Fine. You won 10 games and finished in 6th place. You're all fired. The Patriot League and ESPN have agreed on a multi-year extension to keep ESPN Plus as the exclusive digital home for live and archived Patriot League sporting events. Patriot League Commissioner Jennifer Heppel said, The opportunity to present our live events and stories on the leading sports streaming service is important to our member institutions and fans. That's why we are thrilled to continue our relationship with ESPN to showcase the Patriot League and our student-athletes on a platform dedicated to excellence. SUNY Morrisville broke with tradition by not asking Boise State's permission before installing a non-green football field, per Sportico's Daniel Libet, who notes the Broncos in 2008 filed for a federal trademark of its blue turf that it was granted a few years later. Though the mark specifically refers to use of the color blue, Boise State, per Libet, has also asserted that it owns long-standing common law trademark rights for the use of any non-green playing field in connection with an intercollegiate sporting event or exhibition. In the past, colleges and high schools who have installed non-green playing surfaces have sought Boise's permission. 
BSU's outside trademark attorney Brad Fraser said, while Boise State has not yet opted to enforce its famous and registered blue turf trademark against any non-blue turf or other non-blue usage, a determination as to whether a non-blue usage rises to the level of trademark infringement requiring a license, enforcement or both is a case-by-case determination. Thus, it is an overstatement to say that Boise State claims a trademark right to all non-green playing surfaces, but it is true that if correct facts arose, a non-blue usage might be seen as actionable as infringing our famous color mark. Sportico's Jacob Feldman contextualizes the moment Colorado and Buffs football head coach Deion Sanders are having by pointing out Coach Prime is using the Go Viral and Stay That Way playbook that has become common across culture to build a college football contender. In soccer, Leo Messi is tapping his 488 million Instagram followers to boost not only MLS but Apple, the world's most valuable company. In music, Taylor Swift's relatively meager 272 million Instagram fans are helping her cut out movie studios as she puts out a concert doc that will only further her reputation as a one-woman economy. Feldman notes that while social media was meant to democratize influences, which it has to a certain extent, it also enables our biggest icons to become global, omnipresent forces. At the same time, conferences are forming increasingly irrational alliances in a mad scramble for cash and airtime, fearful of fading into irrelevance. Because in the attention economy, Dion's world, everyone is playing for keeps. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, September 19th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.